citizens, it's Vincent Jones, aka Citizen Jones, here with another episode of Quarantine and Chill, a daily podcast where we talk to LGBTQ people from around the world, learning more about their story and how they are experiencing the coronavirus pandemic, or what I affectionately call the zombie apocalypse. So grab a drink with or without alcohol and tag a few friends on the socials to join you for this kiki. And let's quarantine and chill. You know you can't go nowhere. Hell no. Hello there. I say, buenos tardes, Jose, in Puerto Rico. Buenas tardes, Vincent. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you? I am amazing. Every day I wake up, it's a beautiful day, I say. <laughs> uh-huh. Indeed. Indeed. Also a beautiful day down here in Puerto Rico. So actually, so I know I've been in Puerto Rico, but not everyone has the pleasure of doing so. Can you share a little bit about um, why you love Puerto Rico and also what's gay life like there? Sure, sure. So, um, so Puerto Rico, it's a, it's what I'd like to call a a piece of paradise, and and it's and it's a very vibrant, very unique and interesting uh, place. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't come with um, a little bit of suffering as well. I mean, we have a kind of like a very interesting history as well. Uh, and uh, not to go into a lot of like political boring stuff on a Friday afternoon. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who are interested, um, it's also good. I mean, that's something that I, that I always do when I'm visiting a new place. I try to learn the story, learn, you know, the customs Definitely. and all that. Uh, so so we, we've had quite an interesting story uh, in our uh, political challenges uh, and, 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 and challenges as a country as well. Um, but if I was to focus on the fun part, uh, this is a, such a beautiful island. It's 3.5 or so people live here. Uh, we're in the uh, very middle of the Caribbean in the uh, hurricane route, for those of you yes. not familiar. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, and, and, and again, we, it's, it's, it's beaches, it's food, it's vibrant. We're, we're a very resilient. Um, we're very resilient people. Um, and you'll find, you'll find a good spot to have a good time anywhere you go in the island. And of course, the good season for that will be uh, the, the, the beauty of, of the people as well. Yeah. And, it's, um, and the gay community there, so it's pretty open um, as Puerto Rico to be gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, as part of our, uh, our relationship with the United States, gay marriage uh, applied to us, same as uh, all of you guys in the U.S., uh, in the mainland U.S., I mean. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's pretty open. It's, it's not, not that taboo that it was back in the 70s, 80s here, even, right. even the 90s when I was uh, going to college. Uh, it was... It was interesting because in that time uh we had lots of like clubs and bars and, and small hidden places where you can go and hang out because it was forbidden it was i mean no, it was it was um it was a taboo i mean right uh, you know right I mean? so so um you know i i would say the last 10 15 years uh we we have had quite uh some progress uh, not that there's still so much work to do in the community That's everywhere here. though That's everywhere. everywhere exactly exactly but we've we've had quite quite some progress in terms of of rights and again gay marriage and and whatnot and um and now believe it or not 
we do not have that many gay places, uh, uh, clubs and bars and stuff, because you can go have fun and, 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 and be who you are, uh, you know, wherever. I mean, you don't have to go to exclusively gay places to be actually uh, be able to have fun. So, so, so it, it's interesting that when it was forbidden, we had lots of clubs and now we, we don't have many. I think in San Juan, we have like maybe two or three small places. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and, and there's, there's no like a full, huge like club as you would expect in like any uh, tourist destination because we, we are, you know, Puerto Rico, the, the tourism right. is, is one of the, uh, the uh, key elements of, of, of our economy. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's fun, as I said, even though we don't have that many gay clubs and bars and in terms of like professionally and like your normal life, it's, it's not, um, not that hard as it was, uh, back in the days where you will have to like, you know, behave in certain way if you were in a professional setting. I mean, I can, right. I can be as gay as I want with my, my clients and and whatnot so yeah amazing well so before we get into more about you and why you're so fabulous um can we do a little hot topics first oh that's hot sure go ahead so one of the things that's been in the news recently is how um carnival cruise line when they started to announce they're going to start sailing again they've mm-hmm. seen a 600 percent increase um over last year um what are people saying about that in Puerto Rico, given that so much of the economy there is based on tourism and a lot of which is from cruise, cruise ship sailing? Sure. Yeah. The, the, the tourism at large has been, uh, you know, largely impacted. It's, it's one of the, the, the um, most heavily impacted segments here in the island because we, uh, we've been on a lockdown since March 16 mm-hmm. um, in the, the entire island. And it was a very, very strict lockdown at the at the beginning we had a time you know certain times of the day where you can go out to do your absolutely emergency stuff um but then by seven at night you had to be uh, uh back home uh, and, and 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 along with that came the whole thing of shutting down the airport shutting down the the, the cruise terminal which is mm-hmm. like right behind here where you're seeing me like i, I live close to the port so right. It, it has affected the entire community of what we call the Old San Juan area, which is the historical part of the uh, capital here in Puerto Rico. Um, because we, we would have in any given day four or five cruises. And that's like, what, 25, 30,000 people, uh, right. you know, spending money, going to restaurants, buying souvenirs and all that. So, so it's, it's, been, it's been difficult. Um, it's been difficult. And uh, the government here, it's been doing... Uh, it's 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 been doing doing their part. Uh, do I think that they uh, should have been doing a better job in terms of assessing how the tourism industry and the cruises can start coming back? Mm, I'm not sure, but you know, it's it's a new thing that we're living. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I know it's been it's interesting. I know that there are a lot of discussions I'm having with folks about cruising, and because the story in the news has not been so positive about cruise ships, but you know. I personally feel there should actually be that cruise ships are getting the bad rap when, if you think about it, it's really been airplanes that have really oh, been yeah. the biggest the biggest vector of it. Um, yeah. and, and and I know there's things about cruises with little things, they're a petri dish of disease, whatever. But if, I mean, I'm an advocate for air travel, we can find ways to be able to be able to travel at air safely. But 
cruise ships and not be getting the bad rap that they've been getting, in my opinion. No, and I, and I agree, and 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 maybe using a little bit of a, of a, you know what I do for a living, my profession, um, as a reference. The I I, yeah. I I think you're completely right. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the reputation of the cruise industry has been heavily heavily damaged as well, um, precisely because we humans live uh, we live of images, and right when everything all of this started, the images that you will see were all those cruises that were stranded mm-hmm. around the world trying to find a place to dock so they can manage their those that were, that were sick and 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 mm-hmm. discharge, discharge those who were healthy. So those were the immediate images people started to see when this whole thing started. Airplanes, not that much. Here, for example, the the um uh and and then again, if 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 I should add something to to that last thought, that's also because typically you go on a cruise for recreation. Right. Whereas airplanes, of course, you go travel for leisure and stuff, but it's also for for business, for getting people from right. point A to B for for work and and whatnot. So it's right. it's it becomes more of a necessity. Uh, right. So that's also, I think, another reason uh, why the cruises were were also were more impacted than than the airlines in terms of public perception. Definitely, and you mentioned at the beginning about how. Puerto Rico, while it's an amazing um, piece of paradise, there's also an underbelly that's um, in a history and, and things are not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, or I believe recently, um, if I recall correctly, there were two trans women who were murdered recently in Puerto Rico. Is that correct? Yeah, indeed. Uh, indeed. The, one of the, one of the uh, most uh, prominent cases, maybe the reason why you, what, you know, why the news travel all the way to you uh, mm-hmm. In the other uh, side of the uh, the, uh, the country, um, it, it was uh, her name was Alexa, mm-hmm. and uh, she was a a mental patient who was roaming on the streets on the streets because her parents just couldn't couldn't cope with 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 her. Wow! Um, and she ended up in the streets, and she would leave off you know whatever people will get her on the street, food, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you will find her in like sleeping in bus stops and stuff. So, so there's, this, there's this good guy, actually, who kind of connected with her and would help her continually and would go check on her like every other day and whatnot. And he was the one who made that story very prominent because when she was killed, uh, and it was very sad. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you the story and I'm, I'm, I, I'm getting goosebumps because it, it was very sad. You know, the images were very sad. Um, so, so when, when they killed her, he was the one who came out and said, hey, she was my friend. She was not a, uh, a, a, a danger for anybody. She would just go around and uh, would accept help from those who would help her and get away from those who were problematic, and that's it. So, so, so why, and she was also a mental patient, and that's an example on how, again, maybe the government should have been doing a better work with those type of uh, situations. Right. Uh, so 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 yeah, and and um, do they know who killed her? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a sadly, and that, and that's also another part of the story that is just uh, you know you, when you think the effect social media has in, in some people. Um, she she was uh, using a bathroom in in a fast food, um, mm-hmm. and she 
she entered the ladies, uh, the ladies' room, and then this mother came with her little child, um, and they alleged she was using a mirror to sneak under the uh, stall to, you know, like see her uh, oh. her child. Mm. Um, and I'll I'll tell you the reason why she was scaring the mirror in a second, and 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 you know, I'm telling you, it's 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 very sad. So, so, so she went out and some guys that were with her, I mean, she started complaining that there was a man in the ladies' bathroom. Uh, so people came, they called the police and everything. The police, you know, they, they were kind on, on that, on, on their part and um, help her out and whatnot. But the guys that were with this lady posted on social media, on Facebook, alerting people to, to be aware that there was a man uh, perverting children in this fast food uh, bathrooms. Oh my God. Uh, so the guys that killed her found her roaming in the streets, put her in the car and kill her because oh they read a post on Facebook uh, alerting of her, of her conduct. You know, you want to know why she was carrying a, a mirror with her all the time? Why? Because she was afraid of people. She was afraid of the people that would hurt her all the time. So she, when she was walking in the street, she would put the meter like this just to look behind and see if oh somebody was coming from her. So she oh would have God. a small purse with that meter and she would look and say and see around if and check if somebody was coming to her, her you know? Oh my gosh. That is horrible. I didn't know that part of the story. I thought I just I thought it was because there was so unfortunately there are so many cases of trans women of color especially being killed and no one knowing the full story um and i felt i thought that's what it was and it actually makes me think about um what's her name um um angie not angie um the extravaganza from the um uh, paris is burning oh my gosh i'm forgetting her name she i love that movie <laughs> you, you saw paris is burning didn't you uh yeah 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 Remember the one was like, touch this skin, honey. Touch all this skin. You can't yeah. handle it because you're the overgrown orangutan. She was Puerto Rican, I believe. Um, uh, yeah, I think so. I can't recall the name either. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I know she was in the house of a extravaganza, and she was also murdered, and no one knew what happened. But it's, wow. So, and, her, and what was her name again? The the, the woman in Puerto Rico uh, right now? Uh, Alexa was the, the name that she that she used. Alexa, so, we have to yeah, definitely so, say her name, Alexa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, there's a, there's a, I think a, a song that came out a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, honoring her story from Olga Tañón, which is one of the most famous like merengue singers in this Latin music mm-hmm. world. So, so yeah, it, it it was a very sad case, and and uh, if if I'm to, if I am to see a silver lining in in her death is that it kind of like opened our eyes again to to address the issues of the trans community here and to and to listen to them and 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 not not let them be invisible. Uh, because funny thing that I'm, I'm thinking now uh, of what I was telling you at the very beginning, when we had mm-hmm. all those clubs and small bars back in the 80s and 90s, whatever, those mm-hmm. were the places or those were the areas where you would find them and they would, they would look for community around those places. Uh, right. Where, where the people be. Now, there, there are not many places, as I said. So, so, so 
you know, there, there's no place I can tell you now that you can go and 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 see them and help them, and and uh, there are very little, uh, um, a very very small amount of entities that are st- struggling to provide, you know, services as like you know as NGOs to, right. to the community. So so it's kind of like a struggle, and 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 this thing, uh, what happened to Alex actually. I, I believe or I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's opening our eyes again to 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 listen to the trans community again. I hope so too. And I know I think you and you raise a, a very um, powerful point that I've been given a lot of thoughts to. That I think we don't talk about enough is how while it's um it's great that we're being more accepted and we're mm-hmm. able to be who we want to be anywhere we want to go, um, but on the bad side, we're losing um the a community um yeah. and the community and even though it may have, it may have been defined by bars and clubs and maybe a bathhouse and whatever else um it was more than that it was a place where we all congregated and we could support each other um and and a lot of the efforts over the past few decades to get us rights that we have started mm-hmm. in those same places um, and you said, and if, if people were, if like homeless youth or homeless trans folks or whatever could could go to those places and be able to find support, but now we don't have that. I mean, we, I mean, we have it somewhat virtually, um, but still, it's hard. That hasn't really replicated it just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's this. I, I won't recall the name now, but I'll, I'll share it with you later if you want to share it with your community. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. there's this documentary in Netflix precisely about trans life in in puerto rico and okay. uh, yeah and 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 it's quite interesting because you know it's it's fun because of course you know you know drags are very lively and they have yeah. their own character and energy and all that but beneath all that the documentary shows us precisely the struggles they go through every day and, and it's yeah. it's it's i don't think it's recent i think it's it has a couple of years now uh, but but it's, it is still uh, relevant to this date. Hey there, citizens. Can you do us a solid? Can you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform for as many as you want? And give us a five-star rating. That will really help. Love you dearly. Smoochies. So let's talk more about you. Um, so I know now you are a, you know in public relations and communications and kind of crisis communications. But you really yeah. started off in, in the art world, no? Uh, well, I, I started much earlier. My first job was with a higher education system here uh, in okay. Puerto Rico. Uh, uh, coincidentally, it was the university I studied my, my BA, my, my bachelor's. So right when I graduated, they hired me to work for, the, uh, for their marketing department. And, mm-hmm. and that, w- that was my, my first job. Uh, spent there a couple of years and it was kind of like a very good school for me. Um, prepared me to go, uh, out into the advertising agencies arena where, where I also hanged out for, for a while. And then it's when I, uh, said no more, uh, uh, no more, no more agencies in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was really overworked, uh, and, and, and underpaid. So, uh, I, a friend of mine, a uh, very good friend of mine, picked up the phone. He knew I was like, uh, like I was over. I, I was done with that. Um, mm-hmm. So he called and said, listen, I have, I have this opportunity. It's not necessarily PR, 
Um, but I think you can do a great job here and it will help you diversify. And I said, which is it? I said, uh, can you, do you want to come work for the uh, Puerto Rico Museum of Art, mm. which is, it, which is a leading institution here for the promotion of Puerto Rican art. That it's a, it's a fantastic entity. Uh, and it's a beautiful building. It's a historic building combined with like an addition they did with the modern, uh, part. And then it has like this open garden with koi fishes and a huge pond. I mean, it's, it's, it, it was beautiful. a beautiful, a beautiful setting to work. And they hired me as a special events manager. So this museum, as of many course, museums, they always, they always want the gate and make the, make the events fabulous. Yeah. 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 We make everything <laughs> fabulous. We make everything fabulous. So, so like every museum, the, uh, this one, uh, um, had a very um, aggressive fundraising program. And part of the fundraising program was renting the spaces for people to come to events. And it was very fun because right. it was such a beautiful building and you'll get like corporate events and weddings and all that. And it was always so beautiful and so fun. So I have a somewhat random question before getting back to the more serious stuff. So did yeah. you ever watch Melrose Place? Do I ever what? Did you ever watch um, Melrose Place back in the day? Well, you know what? I I was never so much of a fan of TV when I was younger. I, I was... Scandalo. More... <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked because, you know, in Melrose Place, um, Heather Locklear's character, Amanda um, Woodward, she ran an, an, an ad agency. And there was a lot of stuff happening in an ad agency that was like, Sex in the offices, all this like murder and scandal. That was like, I was gonna ask, is that what it really like? Is it really like that working in an um, ad agency? <laughs> well, in my case, well, the the ad agencies is the the ad world, the advertising world is always full of, of, of like of stories. How many how many series are there? <laughs> yes. with, with, with this same, same topic, you that's a I good mean? point. That's a good point. It's so yeah, true. yeah, yeah. So we so we're kind of like we have our 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 own fame, if I can put it that way. Uh, I mean, while you were talking, like stuff that I can remember from my times uh, from from my time in 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 the ad agency industry, I I still recall uh, using the paging system of the entire agency, and I'm talking about like a seven story yeah. building, the last <laughs> one that I talked to, like sing songs or make jokes and, and pranks <laughs> to people. Um, I will remember waiting for my boss to like be out of the office or on travel to do parties on top of my desk. I will put music every Friday and everybody will jump in the desk and whatnot. Cause you know, it, it's a, it's, it's fun, but it's a very stressful environment for most people yes. Yes. Uh, because you, you're on a deadline all the time and you have a, all a, the time. a bunch of clients on top of you asking stuff from you this is for today this is for tomorrow so so every minute that you get it's always a flirt it's always a fun it's always opening up a beer uh yeah <laughs> uh, uh, you know yeah when you do that now you need to have just like somebody have like a um a, an intercom for the whole world that that goes on at the same time and we all just like go in front of our homes or get on the table or get on something and just dance so we can have more joy in this moment in time. So you're so, obviously very social. And so, so, so how must this period of time be like driving you crazy? How are you, how are you, how is it affecting you? Well, um, I'll tell you another funny, funny story. I turned 40 uh, last December and 
I always wanted to have this kind of like eat, uh, pray, love experience. And yes. I, I, I get the chance to travel a lot, uh, but I rarely travel by myself. It's mm-hmm. always with friends or with clients or with reporters and whatnot. Uh, right. So I said for, for my 40th birthday, I, I, was, I had been announcing this like for the longest time to all my friends. I'm, I'm taking like 40 days off since I can you know, work from wherever, remotely, whatever. Uh, I, I, I'm going to take 40 days off and go wherever alone. And part of the trip is going to be uh, spending time in complete silence, maybe at a, at a, at a convent or something mm-hmm. with monks and stuff and all that. Um, so um, this quarantine, actually, I, I couldn't do it. Uh, that thing when, I, when, I, when it was actually my birthday, because I was so full of work, thankfully. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't do that trip, but this quarantine has actually helped me, you know, spend more time with my force. It has forced me actually to spend more time with myself. And, uh, I think I've actually done quite well. Oh, um, good. I have found refuge in the kitchen. I do love cooking. So I'm always, you know, now, I mean, what else? Breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast. But where? Because from what I can see, you're in great, great shape. So don't, I don't feel like you're eating that much if you're cooking. <laughs> well, I, I, I do, I do uh, try to try to take you know good care of what I eat, mm-hmm. uh, and and I, I do uh, like to do some exercises as well. You know, keep my, my my healthy routine going. So when I say cooking, you know, it's during the week mostly boring stuff like veggies and like a protein or fish or whatever and that's oh, it mm-hmm. but that, but my friend the first two weeks of this thing i think i get like <laughs> five weeks because i went desperate i yeah. went like really really desperate and i would like order like huge amounts of like breads to make yeah. uh, french yeah. toast and yeah. and i don't know I, I, you tell me I, I would eat like all the stuff that i normally wouldn't eat for the entire like two, three weeks uh, when, when, when this began. Now I'm trying to, you know, since we're starting de-escalating the whole thing, I don't want people <laughs> yeah. to not recognize me when I go out and they start seeing me again. So I, you know, trying to get back to my senses uh, and trying to eat healthy again and do my exercises. I dust off my bike again and started running bike last week because the, the government allowed us at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We couldn't. We couldn't even walk outside. I have a park in front of my, my a beautiful park in front of my, my condo, and I couldn't walk in the park. Uh, wow, that's very so our, Yeah, our, our lockdown, as I said at the beginning, was very strict. No, not much like most of the cities in the U.S. No. Were here, also, there were like a period of like two weeks or so where if you had to go out, they would allow you to go out based on the last number of, you, of the plate of your car. Wow. So it, it was that strict. Uh, wow. Again, but that, that, again, helped me, helped me meditate. I do like to meditate. I, I, I went back to my yoga and, and, and in the mornings. Uh, I, I'm, I think I have an idea of stuff that I want to do uh, or try again that maybe I was not doing or not paying attention before all this. So, so interesting thoughts that I have collected in this period. And then I'm sure you've probably done some research for your eat, pray, love journey that you'll do in the future. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, that, that, is, that is going to happen. That's definitely yeah. going to happen. Um, I 
was supposed to be the entire month of April uh, traveling in between mm-hmm. personal and business stuff. And I was going to connect that trip with my eat, pray, and love thingy, but then this thing came and here right. we are. Uh, I was now looking to summer. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be possible. So um, I think I'm giving well, finger, up. Uh, well, finger, fingers crossed because it seems like there are certain places that are opening up. Um, yep. Slowly, like I, I, I was told yesterday that Costa Rica will be opening up their borders um, June 15th. Um, yeah. And, did you, did you and, hear? The, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, but did you hear no that problem. they just approved the uh, gay marriage in Costa Rica this week? I did, I did, yeah. That's fantastic news. Yeah, no. So I got to find me a Costa Rican who can who can who can marry me. So I can have dual citizenship somewhere. I told no. you, Puerto, <laughs> I, I, no, no. I told you Puerto Ricans were fun, but the people from Costa Rica are even even better. I I I I was there couple couple years back and it's also such a beautiful country they they do have a lot of uh, love and respect for the uh for the resources you know oh yeah and, yeah. yeah 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 and, and and peaceful and fun like they have no military yes. it's like yes. in a, in a, it's, yeah it's a beautiful place i might because my birthday is in june and ah. i might i might end up if we are able to go and if they don't require americans to have a two-week quarantine once we get there then mm-hmm. i might try to try to make that my my birthday, um, my birthday um, um, trip. So we shall see. Yeah, fingers crossed. I, I am definitely keeping my fingers crossed. I'm hoping that um, that maybe by the end of the year, maybe it'll be a Christmas uh, slash 41 birthday to celebrate my 40th. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. Because so, that's another thing. That's another thing. Christmas. There's no better place in the world to spend Christmas than here in Puerto Rico. Um, really? Um, okay. I, I assure you that if you ever get a chance, and now that you have a friend down here, you know, it's the most fun place to, uh, to spend Christmas. We have, we have as, we say, as they say, or as we all say, uh, yeah. the longest Christmas in the earth. So, yeah. Oh. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Puerto Rico sees a surge in tourism from the mainland because you know it is part of america and yep. people people there is an issue of you know clearing customs and it is in the caribbean and it's it's um and it's a great place to go so i can yep. see because i think that we're going to be there'll be a lot of places this year that we as americans can't go to because of the mismanagement of the crisis by the trump yep. administration and but if hopefully puerto rico um, hotels and resorts, whatever, are able to um, accommodate us. We can be able to have some yeah. outlet. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so we we are we are studying, uh, you know, an effect that it's called the aggressive, uh, the revenge, uh, revenge spending, um, and and that's a that's a. Wait, wait, say it again. You said the aggressive uh, or um, revenge spending. Yeah, re- revenge spending is a concept mm-hmm. that we've been analyzing, and it's basically whenever you forbid a normal consumer from buying stuff that he wants, whenever you allow him to, ah, uh, interesting. He, he will he will spend more more aggressively. So we're we're betting on that, and I say we because in our portfolio of clients, we we manage the Puerto Rico Convention Center the uh, coca-cola music hall which is another event venue uh mm-hmm. here in, in san juan which is brand new it was about to open that week when we got locked down oh my uh, gosh <laughs> and we also have 
hotels in our in our portfolio. So we're all betting that, as you say, as soon as uh, the restrictions are eased, uh, people you know would want to come here and and spend some some quality time. And as I was saying, uh, the reason I'm not I might not be doing my eat pray and love uh, eat pray and love trip. Uh, in December is because I don't want to miss a Christmas. I don't want to miss Christmas. No, I don't want to be out of Puerto Rico for Christmas. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, so I'm curious, so do you have a perspective on how other queer people in on the island are being affected by the pandemic? Yeah, like the, the, the entire uh, community, I would say, um, are, are, are feeling the impact because, as I said, our, our lockdown has been very, very, very strict. And for example, if you work on a, on a, on a shopping center, on a retail store, if mm-hmm. you're a, uh, uh, if you're like on professional uh, services, like, you know, accounting, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know, uh, banking, banking, they have been working, you know, with some limitations. Uh, but what I'm saying is that it, 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 the, the entire professional and corporate side of it, uh, entertainment, uh, beauty, fashion, all that. If you're a hairstylist, you 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 haven't been able to work. So mm-hmm. so uh, you know there, there's gay people on all, on all those uh, segments of the of the of the economy, uh, and we've been like you know uh, uh, sitting down waiting for this to to you know, to, to be better, you know, and right, right. some of us, some of us uh, are lucky because, I mean, if you, if you work for a company or you work for yourself and you are able to work from home, uh, well, that, you know, th- th- those of us, I mean, I, I, I get to do that. Uh, those of us are, are, are lucky, but it's, right. it's been, it's, it's been really impacted. And aside the work or not to work, also, the organizations and the health uh, clinics that would uh, address the community issues uh, have been closed as well. So if you are uh, a patient with like any condition, HIV or whatever, and you depend on the mm-hmm. government to help you, that was also a challenge at the beginning uh, for them to get their meds and all that. So I, I think it's, it's been resolved, but, um, but it's, it's, it's been defini- definitely an impact. Are people um, required to wear masks on, on the island? Yeah, you have to. When you're in public, you are mandated to wear masks. And are they want to protest allow, there. Like, mm, no, not formal protests. There have been some sectors of the economy that are that have been a little bit more aggressive in asking the government to ease the restrictions, uh, but the. Uh, Common denominator is that everybody agrees that, I mean, we have to, you know, stay at home, be safe while we while we get better and while we get, you know, more testing, while we get more treatment if it comes and mm-hmm. and, and 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 all that, um, and that also has to be with I and that's a, this is a guess, this is a, a very personal guess that is also that also has to be with all the things that we Puerto Ricans have gone through for the past couple of years. Right. Uh, I was going to ask you about that. You had a hurricane that was devastated the island last not year. O- not only that, I mean, I told you about the, uh, 
the whole po political and economical situation. All right, the corruption the, situation. The corruption situation. We've had quite a, quite a struggling economy for the last 10, 12 years. Uh, so, so we're technically in a recession. Uh, we've been in a recession for 10, 12 years now. Uh, really? So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the... Wait, 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 wait. So, wait, let me stop right there. So even though Puerto Rico is a part of the United States and the U.S. has had a booming um, expansion since um, 2008, mm -hmm. um, the island of Puerto Rico has had been in recession for about the last 10, 12 years. Yeah, exactly. Ours, ours started like around, uh, I, I, I don't want to guess wrong, but it was around 2005, 2006 that we started getting like really, really bad in terms of our, our economy. And, and we kind of like went parallel with the U.S. economy, but mm -hmm. then the U.S. Economy, economy, economy recovered and we didn't. We kept on going and it's mostly, and I'm going to, you know, give it to you in the most simplistic way, but we can mm -hmm. have another hour, another right. week <laughs> yes. to, yeah. to talk about that specific topic. Um, it's mostly because we haven't, I'm going to say we mostly, the government, uh, mm -hmm. haven't been able to live within our own uh, limits of spending. We've, just, we've, been, we've been spending uh, due to bad politicians trying to keep mm -hmm. their promises and trying to get reelected. We've, we've been spending much more money than we, uh, th than we get from, from income taxes and, 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 and from all our economic uh, uh, activities, right. right? Right. So, so that uh, also came with a lot of, uh, a lot of exposure in terms of the government uh, selling bonds to, to private entities, to Wall Street and all that. Um, and right now we are in the process, like Congress, the U.S. Congress had to pass a bill uh, to create an entity that it's called the uh, Financial Oversight and Management Board. Mm -hmm. It's pretty similar to what happened in D.C., to what happened in New York, um, that the Congress created this oversight board that is actually helping the government go back on track to fiscal responsibility get Puerto gotcha. Rico back on the bond market and um, achieve, you know, uh, balanced budgets and, 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 and all that. Uh, it's been a painful process, a uh, very, very painful process. And that has come uh, hand in hand with now go, going back to, you know, what we've been going, going through for the last couple of years, two hurricanes back to back in 2017, September 2017. Right. The second one was the strongest that we've ever recorded, I think, in, in, in modern history. Mm -hmm. And it left, it, it left us, I'm sorry, on our knees, literally. Literally, it was very hard for us to get back up. We mm -hmm. were without, the entire island was without power for months and months. And there are mm -hmm. still places that are struggling with that, two years after the hurricanes. And then this year, it's, it's funny, funny Right, and, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. because <laughs> we we we're now making this joke joke that can 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 we return it to the store, the 2020, or maybe fast forward <laughs> yeah. to 2021, yeah. because it yeah. started with an entire month, the entire month of January, we were hit by earthquakes. The right. southwestern region right. of the island 
uh, was the most impacted, but it was felt in the entire island. And, and still today, they're still recovering from that because there were damages to structures, to houses. There's people mm-hmm. living under tents and, 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 and on refuge. So, so if you add to that the, the, the situation that we're in right now, um, we've, we've had to learn. We, we, we've had to learn to be resilient. We have to learn how to take care for each other. And that's why I say that there hasn't been like big protest here uh, uh, against the, the lockdown. I got you. That's a, that's a, and, that was, and when you said it in the beginning, it made me think that um, there must be, there is, I have felt there's a strong feeling of camaraderie and community among Puerto Ricans because yeah. I remember so growing up, I grew up in LA um, and Southern California. I didn't know a Puerto Rican, but then I got to New York after college, and actually my first boyfriend is part of this. Oh, Rican. well, welcome to the second Puerto Rico. You know that you know that there <laughs> yeah. there are more Puerto Ricans outside of of the actual island living elsewhere uh, in the world, but mostly in New York, New Jersey, that the Connecticut area, and of course yeah. Florida as well. But you won't be surprised to find Puerto Ricans all over the U.S. and all, all over the world. And they will tell you. Like, Boricua, Or if you know how we are and you know how loud we are all the time and how lively, uh, and if you know that about us, if you go to a place and you see somebody that, eh, ah, that's a Puerto Rican, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, but there's a strong sense of camaraderie. So I feel like, in that regard, there it makes sense to me why people would say, "Oh no, I'm wearing this mask for all of us, if not just for me." Yes, yes. Where I think the people here in the U.S. who are protesting, they are super selfish. I was like, "It's just a piece of fabric. Just put it on while you're going to the store. And Make it, it look cute. What's the issue?" And it is, it is an act of respect. It's not for yeah. you. I'm doing, I'm doing it for the for, for the others. You know, it's it's. It's uh, I, yeah, I com- I completely agree, and and it's been sad. I mean, I, I have, I, of course, I'm always watching the news, and I've been seeing all this protest, and I, it, I just cannot make sense of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it to, why is why is it so difficult? And I understand the entire thing about the economy. I do get it. Mm-hmm. I totally Believe get me, it. I yeah, mean, I I have clients. We're all feeling it. Probably. Yeah, we're all yes. feeling it. Yeah. Uh, but but we have to we you know we have to take care uh, of ourselves first. If if people if everybody wore a mask and if more people would have stayed inside in the beginning, we probably will be further along and being able to really ease restrictions um, yeah, than we exactly. are now. But now because we have all the people who are well because Trump refused to believe that it was a thing and so many of Republicans and Fox News, mm-hmm. we are where we are. But no, switching exactly. gears a bit. We have yeah. a segment on the podcast where um, I give you a scenario and ask you, yes. what would you do? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah sure. And this scenario is actually inspired by the, our prior discussion about face masks. So in this scenario, you're a security guard at a restaurant or a store that requires people to wear face masks to enter. Mm-hmm. A customer comes to the door who not only does not have a mask, but refuses to wear a fresh one provided to provided to them by the store, what would you do? The law is the law, my friend. We all have to obey. Nobody, and and I'm guessing that this uh, phrase is 
pretty familiar to anybody in the U.S. who follows the news. N n no one is above the law. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no one is above the law. So, yeah. so I, I would kindly, you know, instruct the person to wear the, the, the mask as a requirement to go in, into the, uh, the uh, restaurant. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and if not, we'll, you know, make my, my honest and respectful argument with, the, with that uh, person on why the restaurant would not allow him to, 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 to go in. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, the dialogue. I'm a fan mm -hmm. of conquering the world, talking, not mm -hmm. fighting. So yeah. so, yeah. Citizens, what would you do in this scenario? We want to know. Go to the Quarantine and Chill podcast page on Instagram and take part in our poll in the story or even post a response in your own story. Make sure to add us or to tag us and we will share it. So this happened, this scenario is often inspired by a news story where this happened and the customer shot the security guard. Oh, wow. Wow. Can you believe that? Like shot no, and killed him. It, it's... Uh, we we I mean like everybody the entire world we need to we need to uh, and and this, going back to the thoughts that I, that I was telling you that I've been collecting you know during this period I think we all need to go back to the importance of being tolerant um, we're all you know we all have different points of view we all have mm -hmm. different ways in which this has been affecting us. But we need to be able to go back to the idea of putting others' shoes uh, and, and be tolerant and listen and not jump right onto, uh, you know, conclusions or to aggression. And, and, and that is something that, 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 you know, recently it's been making me really, really sad with what's happening in, in, in mainland U.S. with with. President Trump and all all that he does with all respect. I don't want to go into politics, but 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 that's that that's that that's there that's there. I mean, respect tolerance has to be portrayed from the very top down and from the from the bottom up. I mean, it, it, it's a collective collective thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so 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 we need to all go back to that to be more tolerant, to listen, uh, and 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 to be to be more. Uh, humble. I don't know. I mean, I, I completely agree with you, and I, I hope at the beginning of this process that that's where we would end up. And I felt that there was a sense that we were all in this together. Mm -hmm. But then I feel that some forces have been trying to politicize the moment, yeah. and things have changed. And there, and while the people who are anti and doing a protest and they're a very small portion of the population i fear that what it's doing is is it's um it's watering that um that festering seed within um some people who who are who are frustrated much like mm -hmm. in the same way like say in nazi germany um that people were frustrated by the economy and then when Hitler said, it's the Jews who cause this problem, people mm -hmm. said, oh, okay, maybe it is the Jews. And then you saw, saw where it went. And I feel like now, because of such an economic anxiety, people want to um, grab onto anything that seems to be like an answer 
um, to their problem, but also provide a vehicle to vent their frustration. I agree. Um, I completely agree. And but 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 I don't I don't what I don't see now though is how we can provide the alternative because I think mm-hmm. people have to need an outlet to vent their frustration and they need something to be able to give them an answer and hope and I don't see what how we can do that just now and who can do it. Yeah, I agree. I I have been I have been glad that whenever I go out here in the island, uh, I mean we as I imagine every place we've had cases mm-hmm. like of like people crowding in like a supermarket uh, or a store or whatever, or not following the distancing rule or whatever. But in general, when I, when I go out, uh, what I've seen from Puerto Ricans is it's, 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 you know, discipline. It's people respecting and people okay. following instructions mm-hmm. and all that. And, uh, and uh, now that, as I said, we, um, that we are, starting the de-escalation like a couple weeks ago the uh, government started opening some industries and next week uh some others are supposedly starting working again uh hopefully it all it's all depending on the numbers um so 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 now it's it's a bit more difficult to to recognize that because there's so many people on the streets than a couple weeks ago but at the very beginning, and, and, and every time I go out and I have to go to a supermarket and, 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 and to get any service, whatever, I've seen, I've seen people here very cooperative and, and, and whatnot. So, so, so on that part, I'm glad that that's, that, that whole sentiment of the mainland, uh, uh, in part caused by the attitude of some of the elements of the government, mm-hmm. uh, hasn't been transferred to us here. Oh, good, good. So where can people find you online or on the socials if they want to say, hey, hey, girl, hey? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so um, I, I'm, I'm on Instagram, of course, uh, and it's very, very boring. My name, Jose Luis Sedeno, that's it. And same in Facebook. So um, uh, you can say hi. Uh, write me a message if you are listening and you are considering uh, coming to Puerto Rico and get to know the island. More than happy to to host you and show you around. Uh, of course, whenever they allow us to jump on some plane, to jump, <laughs> to jump on planes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll, we're here. We're here. We. I. I, I do have confidence that as in uh, previous crisis, uh, we're gonna get out of this. Uh, we're gonna do it together. We're gonna come back and. Uh, uh, the beauties of the island will be intact for, for us to enjoy and for all the visitors who want to come. Uh, we're here. We're, we'll be open for business. Love it. And so my, my last question for you is, um, what is, is there like one thing that you have cooked um, that you do not want to cook ever again? Something that you have tried to cook during the pandemic. Um, that you say, oh no, that did not work out. I do not want to do it ever again. Uh, so <laughs> um, let me think. Yeah, I think that I tried cooking a Thai dish. Uh, I think it was last week. I, yeah, and it was a disaster. As I said, mm. I love cooking and I'm typically good. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to pat myself on the shoulder, but I always <laughs> get good reviews from my friends. From my friends, so so, but I, I I try to just for the fun of it, just to have something different. 
I tried to do this chicken curry thing and uh-uh, no way, no way. So <laughs> next time I'll order takeout. Our fantastic restaurant. Curry is hard, I feel like, because you have to have the right amount of the spices, the coconut exactly. milk, and the everything. If it, and it's, it's something about the way they do it in the Thai restaurant or in Thailand or, or wherever mm -hmm. it is that's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. So, so yeah, no, no curry for me next time. Next time, I'll just uh, uh, get a get a uh, to go from my favorite restaurant here. It's called actually Bango Bombay. It's kind of like <laughs> a weird name, but it, the, their food is is fantastic. So. Um, well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Gracias por todos. Everybody listening, have a wonderful day. This has been some Joe with Brandon and Joe. Gracias. Toda oba. ni. Obrigado. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Quarantine and Chill, a creation of yours truly, Vincent Jones and Citizen Jones Travel. Much love to the amazing Ben Salk who produces, edits, and makes all the music for the podcast. If you love this episode, please like and leave positive comments on the podcast platform of your choice. You have no idea how much that helps us. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where you can learn more about today's guests and get any resources mentioned in the conversation, as well as connect with other citizens in the quarantine and chill community. Until tomorrow, this is Vincent Jones reminding you to wash your hands. Let's quarantine and chill. Let's quarantine and chill.